Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. Stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. Hello and welcome. This is Hannah, your host of this week's Thinking Ahead, the GFK Insights Podcast. Our topic today is brand purpose, what role brands can play and should play in the midst of today's pandemic and racial inequality protests. I'm speaking today with two GFK experts on brand and branding who recently released a new ebook on citizen brands in the age of COVID and social unrest. Joining me is Eric Villan, Managing Director of Marketing Effectiveness, and Amy Wills, Vice President of Marketing Effectiveness. Thank you both. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for inviting us. I want to start with a broad question. What is brand purpose, and how does it relate to the concept of CSR, or Corporate Social Responsibility? That's a great question, Anna. I think we have to step back a bit and understand what brand equity is all about. And, and, and if we think about the way that brands live in, in the hearts and minds of, of people, it, it's, it's a very complicated construct. I mean, the dimensions of a brand are amazing. Um, simply because people are complicated. Um, and in, in, in this kind of new era, uh, I think brand purpose is particularly important in that it offers a new dimension. And, and then that dimension has to play with what, you know, frankly, the brand purpose in within that category, um, how it can you know, add value to, to, to itself, but also to, to um, in the eyes of consumers, in the eyes of people who uh, who consume the brand or use the brand or, or subscribe to the brand and those kinds of things. And that's actually very separate from CSR um, in that it has to fit with the brand. Um, CSR is overall encompassing um, and that that also has to be taken into consideration. So I think, Eric, when we think about consumer expectations around CSR today, consumers are looking for brands to do more. In the past, CSR was kind of a checkbox that brands um, just paid a little bit of homage to as they thought about their, their brand marketing. But in this day and age, consumers are really looking for brands to do more, to be more active, to have a voice, to stand up for things that matter to their consumers, to customers especially. And they're, they're looking for brands to um, go above and beyond. And I think we are seeing the concept of um, CSR and, and what brands focus on as part of their social responsibility really beginning to evolve. When the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns first began to take hold, how did brands react and have their reactions evolved over time as lockdowns eased or now in some states where they start to roll back? Yeah, that's a really great question and some um, some retrospective to think about Hannah because I think in the very early days as uh, as everyone was really facing lockdown there was this this bit of panic and um, brands kind of hunkered down in the same way that consumers did there were very few brands that that were out there very actively um, messaging to not just their own customers, but to consumers in, in very unique spaces, car insurance, life insurance, really um, creating emotional um, connections 
with folks. But as as the as the lockdown has eased and um, you know everyone has kind of um, gotten a bit more comfortable with this new normal, brands also have started to ease a little bit and have started to think about um, really how else can they potentially play in this market. And I think the same way that. Um, you know, consumers are trying to tackle new everyday topics in creative ways. Brands are doing that too. And that's actually something that as we talk with clients across industries, something that we are encouraging them to consider that this is a time when you have a little bit of freedom and flexibility to think about where are new places you can play? Where are there new opportunities to um, make different connections with consumers? And and how can you potentially, um, you know, create a different um, a, a different position for your brand in a space that that might have seemed completely foreign to everyone a year ago. So there really has been this waxing and waning from consumers as well as the brands they use in terms of how to um, how how to kind of evolve in this new normal that we have. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Amy. I mean, I I mean, to be honest, I think some brands got it right uh, right off the bat because they immediately went to 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 offers and to talk to consumers about things they could do for them mm-hmm. um and that, that you know that, that have been you know even price discounts or things like that um uh, but something tangible while many other brands well some just went dark didn't know what to do and others were, you know, provided the platitudes of in these difficult times and these tough times, whatever. And, 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 and I think there's a lot of um, pushback from consumers because now with social media and with all with 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 the ability of consumers to to comment, um, a lot of them got stung. You know, they didn't react well. Uh, they again, platitudes can only get you so far. And so I think uh, I I think the majority of 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 smart brands and um, uh, uh, moved on and and reacted actually quite well over the, over the last few months. So I would agree um, that things have gotten better from a from a brand perspective and understanding their the dimensions in in which they would play. You know they need to play very different dimensions and and, and pay attention to CSR and brand purpose. Now we move through the timeline. We're in a pandemic. We have lockdowns. We're still in a pandemic, and then racial equality protests begin. Now, how do brands respond? And did it pose a different kind of challenge versus the pandemic did? It was interesting based on my observation on the communication and all the things that happened with um, the racial inequality and and, and the protest. Uh, Coming off of COVID-19, coming off of perhaps some of the mistakes, some of the, you know, the goofs that, that brands made, Brands responded quite well and quite quickly, being on the side of racial equality and and actually, in my opinion, did something quite well um, in how they responded and how they supported, uh, frankly, equality, period. Yeah, and I, w- I would just build on that a bit, Eric, to say that I think they did well and that you know, consumers, you know, and this kind of is a thread that I think, I think kind of transcends a lot of the topics that that we have on on the, the docket for today that 
consumers are willing to give brands a little bit of leeway, right? And as long as you don't totally botch botch something, they're they're willing to give you a little bit of freedom to try it out and to get it right. And I think that I think to your point that most of them are getting it right or continuing attempting to get it right. I think people are people, and I think they get the um, you know, the willingness of of brands to 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 react and and, and to um, comment in, in in the appropriate way. So I think that was, uh, in many ways, the the brand reaction to racial inequality um, was better and and um, quicker than. Their reactions to the COVID nineteen pandemic. Mm-hmm. So overall, would you say that people want brands to be involved when it comes to these types of you know social issues? You know, I think that's a tricky question, Hannah. I think in general the answer is yes. Um, I, I think that there are probably some people who you know don't like to have these types of um, topics or initiatives always pushed front and center and always have to be um, the, the main topic. But I think that in some sense, consumers want the brands that they use to be involved, to be active, and, and most importantly, to be authentic about it, to, to have responses and plans and adjust their business operating, offering services in a way that really um, is relevant and, and and practical so, so that it seems to fit the initiative, whether it's the pandemic or the racial inequality, um, you know, that's facing us, it it has to be well matched, it has to be well fitted. You know, I think that's really um, how and where consumers want their brands to be involved. If you get involved in a way that seems to um, be misaligned or not a good fit, then then it doesn't seem genuine to consumers is is how I would think about it. Yeah, I think you're right, Amy. I mean, And this is going back to the earlier question way back I know, about about brand purpose. I mean, how does brand purpose also fit into CSR and and, and social responsibility? Um, does a it, will the reaction? Yeah, do people expect Stella or Budweiser to have uh, the same reaction as um, as Marriott or as, um, as as Wells Fargo? No, they don't. They want something different because it has to fit with their brands, so it has to be absolutely authentic for them to, to for for the connection to be to have been made. So shifting gears a little bit, um, I want to talk about social media because, of course, social media is a huge component in life today, especially with lockdowns. I more more and more people continue to look at social media. What do you think that it's had on? as an effect on brand activism and the reactions to it? And how does it change the demands and dangers for brands? It's enabled social media is, um, it is a tremendous opportunity for consumers and, and, and for people to, to react uh, and also to voice their pleasure or displeasure um, with regards to how brands act. And a perfect example of that is, is the, um, you know, the fact that some um, 
some of the major brands in the world had to walk away from Facebook advertising because they're because not only did their employees, but but consumers that were on Facebook, but you know, were um, not as enamored with 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 that brand. And it's a huge brand. Everybody loves you know Facebook and and, and Instagram and whatnot. But that brand's um, non-reaction to some of the challenges around around fake news and advertising and all those kinds of of of, of adverts that 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 weren't necessarily deemed as a really truthful in a, in a post-truth America. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Eric. And I was just pausing a bit to think about the, 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 the pluses and the minus of social media, right? The extent to which it can really be an asset and the extent to which it can really be, um, you know, kind of a burden that, that brands carry and that, are, that they're, they're forced to... Um, kind of navigate through. So, so I think that um, you know, if it's a t- it's a tool that you can leverage really to your advantage and use it to um, use it to to be your voice and 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 your reflection of your your purpose, your brand purpose. You can really um, make it work quite hard for you. Um, so, but I think it is a delicate balance. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And that kind of ties in, Eric, what you mentioned that I really took note of was when you talked about, you know, uh, reacting versus sometimes even not reacting to something can be uh, just as much of a detriment to a brand. It's a two-way dialogue, which which has been going on for quite some time now. It's over, over a decade and, and, and so where consumers would truly get that they have a voice in this dialogue. Which that would be one of the benefits of social media, for sure. Now, I'm curious, do you think that expectations around brand purpose and CSR have changed for the longer term now with everything that's happening? Is it a moment or is it going to be continue on? Yeah, I think, Hannah, it really is. I, I, I really expect it to continue on. You hear, you hear the language, is it a moment or a movement? And I think it really is a movement. You know, I mentioned earlier that I think you know, CSR used to be a, a box you checked on a list of things of are we doing, um, and they they were pretty rudimentary um, initiatives. I think for 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 a, a quite a time, um, and I think now um, they are front and center, and perhaps you need to prioritize. Um, you know what they are in your brand purpose. Um, you know, sometimes we can attempt to bite off more than we can chew and try to try to have an initiative or a message around everything. And it may, it may require some prioritization to make sure that you really are walking the walk and talking the talk as a brand when it comes to CSR. But I I think that that's important to do, um, rather than just trying to check all of the boxes now, because I think it really um, has much more weight. It has much more meaning and import um, for consumers across the board. I mean, we know that in this world, um, consumers have a, a, pl- a plethora of choices. So you can't just assume um, that y- you will always be the one, you will always be the chosen one. And so you really need to pick your points and, and make sure that from a CSR initiative that um, that you are um, demonstrating and, and you can 
you can show these initiatives where you are delivering, where you've taken a stand, where you've taken action, and where you've attempted to deliver. So I, I think it's a movement, and it, it may evolve, and certainly the topics will evolve, but I think it is, um, I, I think it's no longer a checkbox at the bottom of the page anymore for brands. And add, add to that, um, defining your brand and, and coming up with your brand position and brand positioning compared to the competition and all that was hard before. It's going to be much harder now. And mm. he, he, here's the reason. Uh, um, brands are complex because human beings are complex. Um, and they can be fickle. Uh, it's it's no longer looking at what's our unique selling proposition, what's our USB and how do you communicate that. It's much bigger than that because People want their brands to stand for other things. Mm -hmm. um, and that brand purpose has to fit with what that category or that brand can deliver. Um, same with that social responsibility. Now, at the same time, you can't look. As a brand manager and as, as, as you think about your brand, you have to think about, well, how do I, how do I provide that benefit? How do I round out my personality so that consumers that are engaged with me understand that, yeah, I care about them. I care about what the things they care about. But there's also a financial thing about your brand as well. I mean, what can you afford to do and what, what is spot on and what will differentiate you and what will make other people, what will make your consumers, sorry, think, yeah, no, that fits what that brand cares about and what the, how that brand is, has, has uh, reacted to whether it's a pandemic or, 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 or some racial inequality, how they've reacted to it fits with their brand again. And so those things are going to be, they're going to be hard. And your KPIs, your brand KPIs, as you manage your brand are going to differ. I just think it would be really interesting to hear about the generational differences in brand purpose and whether, you know, is it a certain generation that's driving it are all generations starting to kind of unite in it with everything that's happening? I think it is, um, I think it's spanning generations, but I think it does come to the surface in different ways, obviously across generations. So, you know, I think the activism that you see, um, you know, particularly in the race equality, the racial injustice that you see out there, Obviously, I think is probably, um, you know, organically driven by some of our younger segments, but that doesn't mean it's isolated there. You certainly see, you know, quite a, quite a range of demographic groups, um, you know, taking action. And, and I think that um, that spurs action um, in other ways across other other um, demographic groups or life stage groups. And certainly, I think when you then, um, you know, think about the intersection of those groups with, um, with the almighty dollar, of course, how that impacts spending habits, um, where you're willing to make investments, you know, what brands are you willing to invest in, that certainly has different dynamics as well. So although you may see activism, quote unquote, 
um, come to the surface in different ways, um, whether it be truly taking to the streets and showing it um, in motion or where you choose to invest um, and spend your money and, um, you know, support different brands. I think that's activism in its in its own way as well. So I, I think that it, it spans groups. Um, it, it just may have a different profile in that, that way. We also have to think about just our recent, most recent um, reality, which is the pandemic, which very few people have had, and also the racial inequality uh, protest um, that have gone global. And I don't think that's uh, that's that's really ever truly happened at that kind of scale um, in, in quite some time. Um, particularly as you see that that that. Uh, stretched, you know, globally in, in such a movement. And obviously, social media has a lot to um, has a lot to play with it in terms of connecting and sort of everybody understanding um, the, the reality of the situation. Whereas before, it wasn't. Um, I I actually believe that generally people may be more active now, and 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 I think there is a tendency for 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 you know, younger generations to be more active. Um, it seems to be a reality, but to your point, uh, Amy, I absolutely believe that that every generation will actually think about the type of brands they're willing to buy into mm-hmm. and and to purchase uh, based on some of their behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the reason why it's such a hard question to a- uh, to answer, as you said, Eric, is actually what you said earlier, which is brands are complex because human beings are complex. I think that's such a great way to put it. So I have one final question for you both, and that is thinking ahead, what are the considerations or the watchouts that brands need to pay attention to when undertaking social initiatives? Uh, make sure what, what your social in- initiative has some kind of connection um, to your brand whether whether it's what the category kind of stands for and does for people, whether it's the provenance of uh, of your brand, where it comes from, what the history of it is, um, and and kind of the the and also um, what your consumers you know care about and what you and how um, your consumers see the world. I think all those things have to be um, you, you have to watch out for. And you have to put into consideration. Um, and then, like we've said in the past, you have to measure it. Are you doing well on that? Is that believable? Is that something that that um, that your consumers and people expect of you? And those are different KPIs than 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 brands have measured in the past. Yeah, the only, the the thing that I would just add on to that, just you know, in the smallest, Eric, to your point about being on brand, is, you know, we know consumers want to be associated with brands that make them feel good. They they want to, um, you know, feel that they've made the right choice. They've made the right decision in terms of the brands that they they support and that they follow. Um, so, so you want it to be a two way street so that, um, you know, that that you have that endorsement from from your your brand followers. I mean, the one thing that uh, and I we, we didn't touch on because we would have gone on for another 20 minutes <laughs> um, <laughs> is all that ladders up to that emotional connection 
that brands have with people. Um, and that's a whole other topic. Well, thank you guys both for being here. This was a super timely and really insightful session. Um, if anyone listening would like to read Eric and Amy's new ebook on citizen brands in the age of COVID-19 social unrest, uh, it's completely free. I'm going to link it below in the description. Um, and it just goes even further into what we've spoken about here. And just a reminder, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Make sure to subscribe to and review Thinking Ahead on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So you can never miss an episode. Take care and stay safe. And now our closing segment, listen to this, where we'll share some fun facts pulled from our studies across GFK. Hi, my name is Natasha Stevens. With huge calls for social justice, are companies putting social ad dollars toward the fight? Listen to this. GFK partner Brand Total's data shows that brands have fulfilled their pledge to pause advertising in Facebook and Instagram, putting financial weight behind their commitment to civil activism in the fight against hate speech. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information on today's topic, click the link in the description. We'll see you next time so you can keep thinking ahead.